The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. In this episode, we talk about visibility, specifically LGBT visibility and the power of being seen. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music, and we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. You're so good at that. What? Saying the intro. Oh, thank you. Not the, not I think the, you're... Not that other intro, but like, you know, what the topic is. Oh, that's the new thing that we're trying? Yeah, that's very like, uh, like you bring back your radio self, I think. I'm trying to be the host. Yeah, that's good. Well, I, I don't think I want to do that no, part. No, I think I liked it when we did, where I did the first part and you did the second part. I don't know. That's too much. Okay, anyways. I think that's kind of irritating, maybe. <laughs> if we're people, <laughs> I don't like, know. too much. <laughs> we get it's it. two together. We're two lesbians. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh my God. So anyways, I wanted to, the other day I was laughing so much because I had come across an Instagram story and Toast and I were, we're kind of learning about, okay, what are these Instagram stories? Because we want to start posting more of those. Um, and so I'm starting to really look when people's stories are up. I'm like, okay, let me look at their story and see what you can do with these stories. Because before so, we would just ignore them. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I'd ignore them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I followed Jess Seinfeld, who is Jessica. Jessica Seinfeld is Jerry Seinfeld's wife. She's also a cook and has written some pretty amazing cookbooks out there. Oh, I didn't know None that. of them are vegan or anything like that, but um, she's found a very creative way of making comfort foods healthy. Um, wow. And I think, I believe her first cookbook was about sneaking vegetables into <laughs> foods. Like Com- zucchini bread. Right. Or like brownies with, yeah, brownies with zucchini in them mm-hmm. and your kids don't know. So you make a puree <laughs> and then you add it in there and it adds moisture and, and all this stuff. Hey, so anyways. I like that. That's great. Yeah. And I love, her, she, and she loves cats, you know, which yep. I love that. And so I love her, obviously. And she's, I just said, I love her. Freaking funny. She's funny. Right? And so anyways, recently her story she did a poll, which I was like, oh, you can do polls on Instagram. And basically the, the poll was, would you eat your salad after your cat licked it? And of course. The, the story, oh, yeah, of course, hands down, yes, I would eat the salad, yeah. even if my cat licked it. Um, I hate wasting food. <laughs> I'm going to, yes. I so you're going to eat, eat leftovers. Salad. It doesn't yes. matter if your cat licked it. Yes. And the, the video was her cat, Javi, circling her salad bowl and licking random parts of it. And then the next frame 
was just Seinfeld eating her salad with gusto. <laughs> and I was surprised that only 37% would eat the salad after their yeah. cat licked it. Apparently we are in the minority. Because, Once again. Because do you have to be a cat cat lover to eat a salad after you li- after they licked it? I don't know. Maybe those people maybe the people who said they weren't going to eat the salad, maybe they they were just being dramatic. How people are on social media. Maybe. Don't you think people get so dramatic on social media? Yeah, but it's but it's entertaining. It's, yes. You know, yeah. you just have to choose it's, what you're going to pay attention to and whatnot. Yeah. But what I love about Jess Seinfeld is that she also has some healthy recipes nice. as well. So you'll see her making smoothies and things like that. And one of the things I did want to share today um, is that is my favorite new protein powder that I've been using. So uh, we'll have it in the show notes, but I have been absolutely loving Garden of Life Organic plant-based protein powder vanilla. And I tend to choose vanilla because it's such a great base. So Mm -hmm. you can add cacao powder if you want to make it into chocolate. You can add fresh frozen, fresh or frozen blueberries or strawberries. If you want a berry smoothie or a pineapple smoothie. Mango. You can do all sorts of things. But one of the things I love about this protein powder is not only that it tastes great, but it's certified organic, it's non-GMO, it's gluten-free, it's raw, and raw is, you know, that's it's not- fantastic to find a raw protein powder. There mm-hmm. are more on the market, but uh, so this one's raw, vegan, dairy-free, high in protein, low-fat, soy-free, da-da-da-da-da-da. So anyways, we will have that on the show notes and... You know, for some variety, I did um, get the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. so here's kind of variety. Here's the thing. Now it tasted fine. Okay, so hey, if you want to still get it, go for it. But, but I really push the vanilla because you can make your own. Like I said, just add a tablespoon of cacao, and you have a chocolate protein powder. Um, but even though this tasted good, and I will still use it, I'm not going to force toast. <laughs> Use it. Toast tends to be the... I know you would use it. But, um, okay, so I made my normal protein smoothie just using the chocolate one this morning, chocolate powder, and it smelled like a wet dog. No. Now, not a dirty... Not like a dirty wet dog, which has a different smell. You know, it could have been. It's just a the same smell, but worse. Just shampoo. That's, that's the difference, right? There's wet dog, and then there's dirty wet dog. It's just well, degrees. It, don't it, you think? So it was wet dog. It wasn't dirty wet okay, dog. All right, okay. All right. So it just smelled like that. I don't know why. Now, here's the thing I'm not dissing Garden of Life. You know, and that it's a faulty powder per se. Mm-hmm. You know, I still I still drank it, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of the bag. But I was a little surprised that that was the scent coming from my smoothie. Yeah, I wonder. That's really weird. So, um, so just that. So just be aware of that, and uh, just get vanilla. Just get cacao. <laughs> just get vanilla. Uh, yeah, just get vanilla. But uh, so, ta-da, ta-da. But I'll also leave um, a little recipe, just a very basic, basic recipe that you may be curious to, you may want to try uh, in the show notes. To supercharge the protein powder, to right? Supercharge like it, it takes it. this yes. protein shake and it, it makes it even better for you. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Okay. What are we talking about today? Okay, so t- today's episode is about visibility, and it was inspired by a comment that was left on our blog for episode number two, way back. It was called Pivotal Moments in Our Lives, and um, oh yeah, we're so okay. grateful. Amanda left a comment. So you might have, some some of the listeners might have read this. Yes, you yeah. may have already read this on our website. Uh, and I so appreciated Amanda leaving this comment because the pivotal moment that uh, she wrote about, and she's another fantastic writer. Yes. Yes. You know what? She has and a person. blog. She has a blog. I'm going to put a link to her blog in the show notes for this episode. Okay, um, great. I don't know it off the top of my head, but... I can find out and put it in the show notes. But she's a fantastic writer too. So I really appreciated her writing in the comments about this pivotal moment because it's like a classic lesbian (laughs) cultural moment, right? Right. But I think for you and Mm -hmm. Amanda, it was a little more pivotal than it was for me. Yes. But uh, but of course, I remember this moment too. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to read uh, from Amanda's comment here. So here we go. She says, I'd have to say, watching Brandy Chastain whip her jersey off after scoring the winning goal of the 1999 Women's World Cup soccer game was pretty amazing. When she slid to her knees, flung her shirt off, and flexed her guns, my then-closeted gay self gave out a hoot and a holler (laughs) right alongside. (laughs) Finally, it was okay to go outside and start taking my clothes off, too. No, really. (laughs) This moment in sport gave me so much hope that the world I'd been living in, a predominantly hyper-masculine one of big-time men's athletics, was just freaking wrong. Watching a stadium of 100,000 fans lose their minds and celebrate right along with the huddled mess of joy that was now the U.S. women's team crushing atop my sport broad hero somehow made me believe that whatever I'd been telling myself about what an athlete was or how I am less than or not good enough because I'm a disabled athlete was just wrong. I guess in this moment, I felt seen. I felt a shift happen inside and made some conscious commitment toward living more authentically as a woman, as an athlete, as a genuine sports bra wearing 24-7 24-7 lesbian <laughs> who likes to flex her muscles and wear shirts. Aww. So thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda, also Halo. known as Halo. Okay, so taking our inspiration from that awesome uh, comment and writing by Amanda Halo about the pivotal moment, yep. it really was uh, just such a great reminder about the importance of being seen. Absolutely. Being seen. And, and I think here, here's a, I guess the thing that illustrates it for me is I am so sure that there are so many, uh, fellow, you know, lesbians (laughs) who know exactly what Amanda's talking about, that Brandy Chastain moment, right? Yep. And how I'm sure it was super powerful for a lot of us. I mean, that's what, makes me want to kind of tear up when, you know, Amanda's writing about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Totally remember that. And the the power of that is is kind of 
amplified when I then stop and realize that men have those kinds of moments all the time because that's what quote unquote athletics, you know, just is taken to be like, that's, it's, there's men on the field, on the court, you know, and, and they're doing their celebrating and having these triumphant moments all the time. But I think and, that maybe for them though, because mm-hmm. they happen all the time, mm-hmm. I think they might, it's not as special. I mean, I can, I, I can say, imagine, right? no, I'm not a I, man. Can, I can imagine but that, that, but that there's a that. degree of sacredness to the moment that lesbians felt watching Brandy Chastain. Because there's such a poverty of those moments. Yes. Right? Yes. But for, you and, know. And so that's why it's just amazing to be like, wow, this is what it feels like to be seen, to be represented, right? To have the spirit um, in which, of which, or with which you identify represented. Right. 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 And just imagine if you could have that representation and be seen and feel visible mm-hmm. to that degree all the time. Right. Like, that, that would be incredible. Right. And I think that's what the human rights campaign is attempting to do with having, they have a visibility award. Oh, that's right. They have a visibility right. award that went to Adam Rippon. Mm -hmm. Uh, this year and recently through one of their posts and we went uh, Toast and I actually reposted it on our Instagram there is Lesbian Visibility Day and that was April 26th and apparently that was news to us we're like that was news it's 2018 that was news to us they said that it was it was created 2008 and yet what's interesting is if you Google Lesbian Visibility Day it doesn't come up from the HRC. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of weird. I don't know what's going on with that. But but you know what? what I'm glad that? for the day. I don't know who started it. But that's true. Thanks. But at least we have a day. And, and <laughs> <laughs> just highlighting <clears throat> the importance of visibility, period. True. Right? Right. Right. So um, I know they're breaking it down to all different groups of minority people mm-hmm. uh, giving everyone kind of their own day. But I think really that's a good thing because it can just um, reinforce the message and the importance of visibility. Yes. So Cause it's I so, will say that. Yeah, it's so powerful. And a kind of funny thing um, happened when we posted, right, we, we re-grammed the HRC post about lesbian visibility yeah. day. It's like, hey, who knew? April 26th. This is, hey, it's our visibility day. I felt kind of like a bad lesbian. Because we didn't know. Right. Yeah. Right. And when I was Googling and just checking it, like, gosh, how long has this been happening? And what, I really <laughs> could not find it. So um, it's amazing that we, that in preparation of this podcast, that we did find that it's, they said it's been going on since 2008. But I don't know, was that from the, eight, anyways, whatever, that's. But I did feel like a bad, bad lesbian. Like, how do I not know mm-hmm. that? Well, because we're just living our lives, you know, and we're showing I up for work. And- but it's like National Coming Out Day is in October. <laughs> we know that. Okay. I, right? I kind of didn't know that. Okay. Anyways. All right. So 
What were you saying? But I was that? just gonna, I was going to say how when um, we posted that on Instagram, like, hey, it's Lesbian Visibility Day. And then, you know, w- one of the r- responses or uh, comments on that is, wait a minute, like, are we invisible <laughs> all other days? I know. And my comment to that is kind of. Yeah. That's Which why is, it's important to yeah. show up. Right. Which is why I think the Brandy Chastain moments are so powerful because yes. it's like, hey, I'm not invisible. Now, right. here, full disclosure, is Brandy Chastain a lesbian? I have no idea. I didn't even bother like checking that, honestly. Here, I'm going to Google. Okay. You, you talk Google about it. something. Okay. And it's more like, oops. But that's not even the point. It's not. It's, it's not. But it's, I'm curious. But what Hold is, on. okay. Oh, yeah, oh, oh my gosh. We're freaking all over the place in this episode I know. because here's people the other thing be... i think another funny Hang thing on, is that like just having an athletic female is like automatically equated with lesbianism okay right? here is the information okay and i will is it say from a reputable source so wikipedia okay I, I can trust it we can because pe- you can correct it and everything right, right? Yeah, okay so brandy chastain is married to jerry smith a man okay who is a soccer coach. Okay. Okay. But here, but as we said, it's not that doesn't even point. matter. Right? Right. Right. And and again, that's related to a whole nother thing of like equating, right, athletic athleticism with lesbianism. I think a lot of lesbians wished she was a lesbian. Oh my God. Can't you? Yes. I mean, I bet. Right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, let's, uh, what else are we saying? <laughs> okay. So we're just saying how important we feel <laughs> viscerally. We have a visceral experience of how important it is to be seen. And maybe, you know, like also being Asian, that's part of it too, maybe. Cause Hey, we're Asian. And when, whenever we see Asians represented in movies or TV or music or something. We'll yes. call each other. We'll be like, hey, there's an Asian person on American Idol. It's like, oh, really? Let me come and see. Right. You know? Right. It's like, right. oh. Uh, yeah. Or on The Voice or on this. Yeah. Or whatever, this TV show or, or what. That's mm-hmm. very true. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And so, so I think it has to do with feeling uh, like a minority, basically. Because even when uh, Barack Obama was elected president, I I got emotional about it. Yes. Not because not because I'm a black man. That was man. a weepy time. Yeah, yeah. You're not a black man. Yeah, not because I'm yeah. a black man, mm-hmm. but I definitely did have a conscious awareness that it's like here's uh, a minority, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, being elected to the highest office. Right. And that mattered to me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean... And do you know the story about Stevie Wonder? No. What what about Stevie Wonder? So when the president was elected, Stevie was at a restaurant, and I don't remember which... I don't remember which restaurant it was, but he stood up, got everyone's attention... And asked everyone to have a moment of silence and prayer for the new president. Love that. 
Love yeah. that. Isn't that amazing? Spirituality in politics and in <sighs> the public life. I love that. Love it. So anyways, but getting back to LGBT visibility, I know that in my experience, you know, when we go to an a, when we go to specifically an LGBT event, I know I just feel so expansive. I'll use mm. that word, you know. Um, like you can relax. It's like you kind can kind of like, just like br- take breathe a sigh of relief that you didn't know you were holding in this whole time. Exactly. And it's by the contrast that I really feel what's missing when I am at an event or around a group of people that truly do help affirm who I am mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. by being there. They're being visible. They are there. They are showing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about the power of then sh- of like shared values because I don't know these people. I don't know their right. values. But just right. being just these people all showing up to the LGBT event and assuming, making an assumption that most of these people are LGB or T or Q, <laughs> just that alone that shared, what, category, okay. commonality, whatever, that, yeah, yeah. that, you know, common ground. That common bond, yeah. Has so much power. It has so much power. You know, just that. And then you can get into the next level of, okay, you know, what do I really have in common with these people? Beyond that. What are the core, do they, do we share the same core values? Right. You know? Right. And then can, is this a, you know, are we going to create, uh, uh, take from this group singular relationships that are going to go even deeper? Mm -hmm. But that first visibility type moment, literal visibility, um, (laughs) is powerful in and of itself. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Even the time we went to the, we did the gig for um, Plate by Plate. Which mm-hmm. is a project for, by project, right? Is the yeah. name of the the the, organi- the nonprofit organization, yeah. And the event was called Plate <clears throat> by Plate, and it was their twentieth year anniversary. And we were in a room of predominantly Asian American people, and I had not. I mean, I was so inspired to just. It's so. Cra- this is this is why it's so crazy. It's crazy because we go on living our lives Mm -hmm. and we don't really feel or we can't really articulate what's missing until we experience it. Until we experience it not missing. Right. And so at this event, I was so inspired. I think I remember telling you, Toast, like, we need to do more for the Asian American community. Mm. We are like absent from that community. We don't do anything for our community. And that's how I felt. But but just the feeling of expansiveness I felt also in that room, you know, and whether or not they were supportive of LGBTQ, I don't know, mm-hmm. because I'm just in a room of Asians. <laughs> and but again, <laughs> so powerful because I felt seen, I felt affirmed, I felt worthy on another level. And granted, you know, in my life prior to stepping into this event, I wasn't so aware that I was feeling, that I wasn't feeling these things. Right. But it just up levels when you are affirmed in a, in a big group. Incredible. You know, so I just, I think that's, it's so powerful for us to, when we are able to, to show up and support these types of events. 
Hmm. You know, because because from I know you want to say stuff, and I'm just going off. No, no. Do you want? Why, why don't you say? Why don't no, you? I want to listen. Why don't you go ahead, and then I can. Well, I thought what you were going to lead into is about um, each of us as individuals being visible in our own little circle, right? Like the power of of coming out right. if it's if it's safe and appropriate and for, ready and for you're you. ready for that. Yeah, if you're your ready for mm-hmm. for whatever consequences you you may anticipate, right? If if it feels like the right time. Um, and why it's powerful to come out because you are then making yourself visible to other people who may then feel supported enough to come out themselves right. and create a domino effect and everything like exactly. that. I mean, that's how society moves forward. Um, yeah, yeah, and I and I know that an area where I'm growing is being seen in the sense of, you know. If I'm following a blog or something, am I going to leave a comment? (laughs) You know, should I leave a comment? Should I not leave a comment? You know, and it made me think, like, why do I hide? You know, why? Why why do you choose? No, I'm not going to leave a comment. Right. Why do? And I think a lot of people lean in that direction, you know. Um, And it made me start thinking, like, why do people hide? And I know for myself that at the end of the day, I may choose not to leave the comment for fear of rejection. And I think people do feel that Mm -hmm. way. You know, other people, aside from myself, you know, or feel like I won't be accepted or, you know, or you'll be criticized or criticized. And I think I think that really the bottom line is fear of not being loved. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a a, a deep fear that most humans That's have. Totally, yeah. Right? That's yeah. what makes us afraid to go for it. That's what makes us, you know, I mean, oh, there's so much to say about it. But so really just going out and supporting, um, you know, going to an event, going to, you know, and, and really allowing yourself to be visible mm-hmm. in who you are is very powerful and it does have that ripple effect that Tos was talking about. Yeah. And people feel it. And it's part of that virtuous cycle that we're such big fans of, right? It Just start the momentum, get some traction going in a positive direction. Uh, because, yeah, you don't know the ripple effects it is. Uh, of what will come from that. Right. And I know that yeah. <laughs> I'm just like talking all about myself. It's Should the I, Sienna and Toast see, I'm show. I'm feeling like I'm feeling that's your like job. I should, okay, well, <laughs> what I was gonna say nobody's is that, being forced to listen. I know that's true. So <laughs> what I was gonna say is that you know now the LGBT terrain mm-hmm. is very full and wonderfully full of femmes, wouldn't you say? Relative to ten years ago, exactly. is that what you're talking about? Yes, yeah. ten, twenty years ago, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> so. And that to me says that people, the LGBT um, or the L's, <laughs> are more comfortable uh, embracing their femininity, if that's right for them. Hmm. You know, if that truly is their gender. Do you think that another reason might be because um, in the past it was easier 
like for, for femme, for femmes, right? Mm-hmm. When faced with the choice of coming out or not, obviously the choice to stay in the closet is, quote, easier in the past, right? Yeah. Because there's less discrimination. But now it, it, you can come out and have, hopefully, <laughs> less negative consequences. So we're just seeing more femmes come out because they feel safer to come out. Is that well? Here's here's the thing. Well, okay, so what? Let me. Do, I'll just finish my point about that, and okay. then we can we can go off on this this part. But I know that as a femme back in the day, I did not feel visible. As a femme, as like among the lesbian community, you didn't right. feel visible, right? We would. Yeah. I would go out, and I'd be like the only femme in the room, you know. And I just, it was kind of. That sounds depressing. Shocking. Well, was it depressing for you or no? In a way, not <laughs> because there's all these great other women, but right, right, um, right. But so but we're talking about visibility here. <laughs> but yeah, it would have been great to have more femmes out there that I I could identify with, identify with, yeah. and all of that yeah. stuff. But um, but you were talking about. What were you just talking about that we were going to come back to? About why we think there's more thems now. Okay, right. So you were saying that... Um, I think it's just safe. That I think it's just, just more, more That there's not more femmes, but that more femmes are being are coming out. That's right. what you're saying. Yeah, that's what but I think. I think more what? people are coming out in general. Like before, like if you're going to be a dyke 20 years ago, like, okay, it's like, well... She's obviously a lesbian. You know what I mean? Right. Versus if you're a femme 20 years ago, right. unless you were like totally vocal and in your face about being a lesbian, you, you wouldn't know. Right. But I feel right. like there aren't as many Dikes? masculine presenting lesbians these days. Hmm. That's what I, that's what. Are we just sheltered here in our Portland house? No, I mean, I've been feeling that for a while. Oh, okay. Like, you know, the like what I'm hoping huh. is not the death of the dyke. Or is there a death of the dyke? Oh, my gosh. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Okay, anyways, we're going off on a tangent here. But, Tosa, <laughs> why don't you wrap it up and why this is important? Okay, this is important just because we, upon reflection, have realized, oh, my gosh, you know, it's a real boost and encouragement. It's an incredible lift to our life energy to have gone to events where we see ourselves reflected, whether it's as gay people or specifically as lesbians or just as women or as Asian Americans. So we just wanted to encourage you to consider, if you haven't already, to put yourself into similar situations that apply to you, right? Like, so, hey, if if you have a gay group where you are or pride, isn't pride, pride season's coming up. Pride like go to pride. Up. Yep. You know, uh, because it'll do good for your spirit. It really will. It really, really will. In and ways that you might not even like, you might not feel like a need, need it. for it. It's kind of like <laughs> how I didn't think, oh, you know, I'm like going on with my life and then I go and then I'm just completely inspired and feel so full and just like wow, <sighs> wow! So this is how about it. this yeah. is how straight white men feel <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
know, straight white men. Okay. Anyway, hey, we love we love them. We love everybody. We do. But you know, it's just yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, hope you all are having a great day today, and until next time, this is Sienna and this is Toast, telling you to love life, live free. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of A Guided Life Podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.